Welcome to Interviews. My name is Laurent Autain and I am on a quest to crack the entrepreneurship code. I created this podcast to give a voice to passionate small and medium entrepreneurs around the world. I hope that the stories, practical tips and advice my guests share will inspire you to better navigate your own entrepreneurship journey. Hi, thank you for joining Interviews. Today I am with Maria Tanjala, co-founder of FilmChain and Big Couch based in the UK. Hey Maria, thank you very much for joining me today. Hi, good morning, Laura, and uh, good morning, everyone. I'm very, very happy to, to speak about uh, film chain and entrepreneurship today. Thank you for having me. Excellent. So you just won the Zine Maldia Startup Challenge at the San Sebastian Festival 2020. And this adds to the list of the awards you won, including the Best Woman-Led Investment in Innovation at the UK BAA Awards in 2019. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Well, thank you so much. Indeed, um, I have come back from San Sebastian in uh, Spain. Well, Basque country. So I, I funny enough, I, I first um, I have uh, I have landed in France and then <laughs> and I have traveled to Spain. So um, it was the first hybrid festival that we have attended uh, after this whole pandemic and uh, international res flight restrictions uh, took place. So it was absolutely an, an honor and uh, it was fantastic to be able to liaise again with the professionals in the film industry. Everyone was really excited to be there. Uh, whoever were the guests invited, uh, invited to participate. And um, and of course, it's always, it's always a, a thrill to actually win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It, um, it, 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 is, it is for us always a, a, a pleasure to see how both the tech worlds, as you mentioned, the Innovation Award, um, and we had Blockchain Founder of the Year, and uh, we were nominated for a few other kind of tech entrepreneurial business awards. Um, we had, uh, we had uh, best, uh, well, the Startup of the Year at London um, Business Awards earlier, earlier this year. So that was kind of the tech community recognizing innovation. Um, and on the other hand, it's also great to see uh, actual adoption from the film industry, such as the San Sebastian Film Festival win, um, where, where we feel that our product is actually needed, opposed to coming with innovation just for the sake of innovation. Okay, so tell us about your product then. So with Film Chain, really, we address this 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 challenge that we have felt uh, a lot um, in the industry with Big Couch and myself as a uh, well as a film producer before for over a decade, um, which essentially addresses how all of the stakeholders in film, in TV, digital content creators, uh, these stakeholders include investors, producers, actors, directors. So all the people who need to get paid from the exploitation of this of this content piece, um, how they struggle to get paid. It is uh, it is still very very uh, uh, well mind boggling to see how uh, in such a thriving industry where you have three D, where you have uh, special effects, where you have uh, so much uh, digitization and so much innovation on screen. Um, 
this industry still lacks infrastructure and automation in the in the whole back end so this includes processes like um, the payment system um, the way uh, the way money is collected from all over the world um, the the consent that uh, needs to align all of the stakeholders how they should be paid um, and then the actual recoupment of the investments made so we thought about film chain as really this this digital solution uh, to cover the money flow from the viewers from from when people get to to watch um, a uh, uh, a film a, a TV series uh, on a tablet or in cinema or on on national broadcasting um, all the way down to the filmmakers so every single person who who needs to get um, five uh, five percent out of the net profit of the film that was right. our big vision right. And it's very uh, intriguing what you're saying because when you watch any end credits of any movie, there's so many people involved in a, in, a, in a movie. And I'm like, how is this possible? Exactly, Laurent. Um, at the moment, there's still, uh, there's still um, a very, what we call a fragmented landscape of beneficiaries so you get people in so, all sorts of countries if you had co-productions and you have different teams that need to some have worked in spain some have worked in france some have worked in the us and you have post-production studios um and then you have you know the special effects uh team working from another corner of the world um not always everyone who you see on a credit list needs to recoup um something from the from the investment uh sometimes they only get paid an upfront fee a salary mm. but that being said with a lot of new innovation um in in, in film finance um, you do get um, many many times especially on independent productions um that people uh they lower their upfront fee and then they do get remunerated in what's called the back end so either with net profit participation or with royalties or post-production houses they make this um a, a, like a sort of a an investment which means their time and their resources that um, are not paid in production and are paid from the exploitation of content so indeed you may end up from tens to hundreds of beneficiaries who need to get paid and uh, these people are really relying on manual processes right now they wait for months if sometimes not years uh, in order to just receive a statement or a report uh, to tell them that there's zero money coming in <laughs> and um and uh just really access to information as well so just for them to understand where that film is in its life cycle so we we what we built with our platform at film chain we empower all of these stakeholders be it the film funder or you know the agency the public agency or a, a, a lead financier but also a, a makeup artist if they want to to access money and information in near to real time right you know i'm very happy to talk to entrepreneurs like yourself because 
every time I learn something about an industry that I had no idea about. It's, it's mind-blowing. <laughs> I'm sure that this is a fantastic perk um, to, 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 to be speaking with entrepreneurs every day. And by the end of this, uh, you, you'll have a, an anthology of, uh, of experience, <laughs> problems and solutions. Uh, I hope so. It's called Cracking the Entrepreneurship Code. So let's talk about your entrepreneur's journey. When did you decide you become an entrepreneur? What were the triggers? I would not say that there's a moment that you decide to be an entrepreneur. I would see it as a natural decision or that you are making in the moment that you identify a problem and you come up with a solution. Because I do believe strongly that entrepreneurship should only be, um, at the core of it, should be um, coming up with solutions to pain points in a in a specific industry mm. so you are uh, you become an expert in whatever industry or field and you see how your peers are struggling with something and then you kind of design or you architect a, a solution to it you go a bit around and you test it out and then you see validation of a of what later I found out is the minimum viable product, mm. but um, but sometimes you just have like this idea that you talk to people, you do some interviews, some focus groups. They're your, your they're your friends. They're your literally your industry peers, and I, I I believe that's the moment that you say, okay, will I want to spend the next years of my life um, uh, just all my energy, all my resources sweat and tears uh, and slept nights um, in order to, to, to build this solution. And really that's the moment that you become an entrepreneur. Right. Um, that's, that's how I see things. What does it mean for you to be an entrepreneur? I, I, have, I have to say, I did learn a lot from my co-founder, Irina. Um, she could not be with us today because she's, right now she's in New York City. And, um, and definitely she was, she was for me an inspiration when it comes to entrepreneurship. Um, she basically, we were very good friends and, and she has, uh, she has a complementary set of skills. I was a producer while um, she graduated London school of economics, uh, with business and uh, entrepreneurship and governance. Um, and uh, she was involved with other tech startups in the past. Mm. She had other tech startups. Um, so she really did guide me a lot. Um, and, and I have shared my, my industry knowledge. So we, we, we complemented each other's expertise. Um, so, so, so she has essentially uh, very patiently um, took this, uh, took me through the baby steps of, um, of foreseeing uh, the roadmap where we want to, 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 to take the product in, in three years time. Um, also setting up all the milestones, um, setting up all the sprints. Now I'm taking it from very large to very mm -hmm. specific right um so the milestones you have the milestones if no monthly or every two months every every quarter and then you have the sprints that are much more on um, 
kind of weekly or on on uh, they have a a shorter timeline um but uh, at the same time it's it's about managing the team mm-hmm. getting all the right team together um that can deliver on the technical point of view but um also the business team who really understand the values the tone or the 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 brand and then uh really identify themselves with it and uh do pass on the message to to our clients and they become of course the ambassadors um and uh definitely my um, my experience in recruitment of of crews on set i was I was doing a lot of that when i i was working on on feature films when i was working on on television series um so i was recruiting a lot of people so i had a sense of 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 basically of what is the right fit for a team right. um but um then i had to of course refine that a lot when it comes to full-time employees and how you incentivize people to stay with you for years and how to not migrate from one freelance project to another but are 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 very well gelling with with the rest of the team right uh so i would say that entrepreneurship really for me is understanding your 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 market um envisioning a roadmap that is ambitious and uh building the right team how do you get to that roadmap to that roadmap. It's what I see a lot in uh, uh, my clients or when I talk to entrepreneurs out there is often I feel that they lack such a roadmap. They are not very sure where they, they lack direction. You know, it's like driving a car blindfolded. They kind of drive their business blindfolded. I think having a roadmap is absolutely crucial. And, um, it's actually two roadmaps that you have to have in mind. One is the product roadmap and one is the business roadmap. In the business roadmap, you might look at uh, new markets or new countries where you're expanding, um, new segments of your, of your clients. Um, in our case, we have taken it really step by step. So we started with independent producers. We targeted a lot of conversations with independent producers associations. Mm. Uh, we're partnered with the German Producers Association. That's where we found our second home very quickly. Um, um, and, and we do uh, still intend to, uh, to open a, a second office uh, in Germany. Um, then we also have spoken to the um, public funders. Uh, these are very, very um, strong agencies that have capital, um, who are a cultural vehicle, but also a um, you know a money-making entity. So they mm-hmm. do want to gain uh, their investments in the film back, so that they can continue investing. Um, and um, our our next on the product roadmap. It's a, uh, sorry on the on the business roadmap. It's um, addressing bigger bigger budgets and now talking to enterprises. Uh, so moving from the independent sector much more into enterprise level solutions, broadcasters, um, streaming platforms. Um, so you you need to have this vision where you're going to next. What's what's the next segment of the market that you're addressing? Um, Secondly, is the product roadmap. It's when the moments that you find uh, that you are in a very good place with 
a, a solid architecture with the current products, um, you do a lot of A-B testing, you do a lot of um, com conversations with, with clients to see what else they need, to see mm. what uh, feature they want to, to enhance, uh, what is helping them and what you need to let go of. Um, and I do strongly believe that uh, having these two ro roadmaps uh, very to be very very much on top of it helps uh, growth. It helps um, the whole team to be aligned with where they're going to, and uh, of course, it helps a lot with investments because that's what investors need to also here that's the, the 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 founders have a clear vision a clear direction right. and they can express that clearly right so every, so you know where you're going and everybody is uh, in line with it and your staff are also completely aligned with it and they understand why they have to do it and what is their role within the organization to reach that uh well to deliver on the roadmap Absolutely. So both our tech team and our business team are very aware of both of these roadmaps. They right. read constantly the updates and we, uh, in, in, the, in the kind of old calls, we, we do discuss roadmap, uh, both business and, uh, and tech. Right. When you were talking about the roadmap, there's a word that you mentioned several times. It was conversation. You said you talked to uh, clients, to investors. You said you were talking a lot to people when you were when you were preparing the product. Is that key? Having conversations. Uh, I would say absolutely. Um, I um, I would say that that that's that you should never forget that because otherwise you're building things in silo. Um, having conversations doesn't necessarily mean you take every piece of advice that mm -hmm. comes through your door so at the end of the day of course you make a selection you uh, quantify the responses and as a qualitative research you kind of read through the interviews and the feedback and um, uh, at the end of the day is Irina's and my decision on how we're where we're going uh, next and how we will do things but conversations are absolutely key and we um, every time we realize um, we haven't spoken enough with experts with the market with the industry um, we we do a like a full <laughs> a full sprint of, of new conversations to make sure that we're on track and um, also Laurent we have been we have participated in a uh, quite a number of, of accelerators now. Mm -hmm. So anything from London-based accelerators when we first started in 2015, when we got, we, we, we got this um, uh, grant and this award from UK Trended Investment, and then moving on to Mass Challenge, um, which is again a very prestigious global um, program, uh, then Creative Destruction Lab in Toronto, in Canada. We have, do, we have done two London Mayors programs. So first we had the, the Startups program and now we're part of what's called Scale-Ups. Um, we have just started it, but it's, it's fantastic. It's helping us UK businesses set up internationally. Um, and we have we have witnessed a lot of fantastic ideas uh, we have seen uh, especially at seed stage um, very strong founding members who had very good solutions that unfortunately didn't get far because they were not 
taking enough feedback. They were not okay. talking with their, with their markets enough. So we, we try to learn from that. Well, that's a good transition to the next section. As I mentioned at the beginning of the interview, you won several awards. Now, there are many events throughout the year for startup delivering awards. Uh, and my question is really about, you know, what are the benefits of those awards? I mean, are they really helping startups get traction? Awards, they, they are a joy. They come as motivation for us and the team as well. Um, everyone celebrates them in our team. Um, but they are not really much more than that. Um, we like to, um, to, to hear, of course, that we're on the right path, that we're on, we're on track, that people notice and acknowledge uh, baby steps, changes. Mm. But I would not focus too much on it. It's we celebrate it. We open a bottle of champagne. <laughs> we we give ourselves a like a like a little celebration, and then we move on. In our experience, we haven't had like a a breakthrough award that changed the mind of an investor or changed the mind of a client. Right. Uh, and really, at the end of the day, to become a, a, an important, a significant. Uh, valuable solution it's what you mean to your customers mm. um so awards are are nice but they they're not game changing i i wouldn't say like uh, in the film industry if you get an oscar you you will be the next uh, the next um star of a, of a warner bros uh, film uh, that's that's not the case not 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 in our experience right so then why bother you know going after awards or participating in 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 events and competitions because it's a lot of work right of course and i, I think it's it's a it's a balance that you need to keep um i, I wouldn't go as far as saying that they don't matter um right. I, I i don't think that they are game changing so they don't uh, they don't get you the round of investment but they can build up to it um it's well i think it's it's important for investors to see in terms of signaling it's the fact that you do your marketing that you um you put yourself out there you um you have a pr essentially Mm. so um that's that's still a, a lot part of part of the work that you do as a business and they know that uh, the moment that you have gone and have written those applications and you have kind of uh, you were selected as the best in your category that means that you're also doing a great job in all of the client campaigns and the applications that you're writing for uh, grants uh, to 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 win uh, whatever innovation grants and that you have a system in place that um, is part of this machine <laughs> uh, that is a startup. Um, so it definitely touches base on, on putting yourself out there, creating the right PR, creating the buzz, making sure that you keep relevant to your industry and to the, um, to the tech scene as well. So yeah, uh, that's that's uh, that's uh, that's still uh, um, a great input. Uh, and at the end of the day, you might at those awards meet someone new who you didn't know before, and literally your name 
just comes up on their radar. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Looking back at your entrepreneurship journey, and so you're coming, you're coming from the film industry, you were a producer. What are the key lessons that you've learned along the way? I do believe that producing and entrepreneurship um, uh, are two very similar fields. Just like in producing with the startup, you come up with an idea, then you, you gather the finance, you gain interest, you produce it in, in, in the sense of you build the right team around it, you deliver the product, and then you make uh, everything you can in order to um, gain clients. Mm. And in the case of a film is you make everything that's possible to distribute it and get as many eyeballs to watch that content. So uh, definitely I, I, I sensed from the beginning this, this parallel. And I would say that uh, there are similar, similar takeaways in both. Um, it's having the right team behind you, have the right founding team. Um, just as let's say in films you have a producer director that work together and have this marriage <laughs> from from uh, shaping up the script all the way to distribution um, I in, uh, in 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 my life with with film chain and, and big couch I'm it was all about my relationship with Irina it's mm. how we were pulling each other up when one of us was down. It was like how we were motivating each other, how we were learning from each other. So the, the founding team and then the really the core team afterwards uh, that you build around, um, around your mission um, are incredibly valuable. Um, another lesson was to take advice, listen to feedback, um, but at the end of the day, do what your gut feeling tells you to do. Okay. And um, last but not least, find the right investors to be mm. with you on this journey. Um, follow your gut feeling when when uh, sometimes you you get offered amounts of money, but you feel that it's not from the right person or that you're not aligned in vision. Um, that will only come complicate things further down the line in decision making um, complicates the cap table. Uh, sometimes it's just worth spending more time on a public funding application gets gets a validation from bodies such as Innovate UK where we got um, a, a significant grant from or Creative Europe and um, and uh, and just get what's called soft money and don't have VC capital um, that will influence your board, will influence your decisions further down the line, unless you really feel that they are too part of your founding members' uh, vision. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you, do that you would have done differently? It's hard to look back and, and to say that. I, mm -hmm. I think every decision you're making has so many implications and... Uh, um, I, I, I can't even imagine if I made a different decision three years ago where, where um, I would be today. Um, so the short answer is no, I wouldn't do anything differently. Um, it was all a fantastic learning curve. Um, 
we are where we are and we feel very kind of uh, motivated, very happy. Um, maybe could have taken less. Uh, I don't know, but I feel that the pace that's where, where we got to is very, very good. And um, more than anything, my relationship with Irina is in a very, very good place, very solid. Um, and that's really what matters the most. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty clear. So let me ask you the question differently. Have you made any big mistake? Maybe in building tech products. Mm. I, um, I wouldn't say that there were mistakes, but uh, you do understand that everything that you envision will take double the time for example. So estimating deliveries on, on technology uh, is something that I have heard before, but I wasn't believing in it. Especially as a producer, I really kind of had my timings very clear, you know, I was very much doing like time management a lot in production and you're kind of used to being like snap, snap, snap. And then you realize that you don't have the same control and um, it's quite, it's quite different when we, you build tech products and when you build something and then another part of the code breaks somewhere else and that kind of pushes you back with mm. another few days or weeks. Um, I, um, I, I, I think it's a very good decision that we have made further down the line to have all of our team in-house. I um, would not um, outsource, especially technology builds and developments again. Mm -hmm. um, that was understandably, it was also a question of capital. Like we were not in the position to pay um, full stack developers, full-time jobs um, when, when we first started out or when we were building the MP. So normally, especially I would say at a crew funding. So what we what we did to the platform at Big Couch, not Film Chain. Film Chain was all built from scratch uh, with with the correct what we what we believe to be the correct team. Mm -hmm. But out outsourcing development, it's it's not something that I see ourselves doing again as a founding team members. Why is that? Well, yeah, uh, as I said, I feel. Um, I feel that uh, it's very hard to um, to align um, in in vision and right. in pace and in motivation with the uh, with the team when it's outsourced, and um, also they 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 tend to take multiple projects at the same time. And uh, as much as they say that they won't in the beginning, we just had experiences where where yeah, it was uh, it was definitely not the case and. It's, it's very hard when you're halfway through to just pull out because you find out that the same person actually works on another two platforms. So um, I, I'm sure that uh, there are very legitimate outsourcing teams out there that do, do keep their promises and do respect the contract terms. Um, but it's much harder to, to vet them and to supervise and oversee their um their work when when they're not senior team <laughs> what is your big dream for film chain what do you want to where do you want to take it to well yes as as i said um <laughs> the big vision is is this to to make to make a an incredible access uh, easy access to information and financial uh, data and money mm. uh, from viewers to filmmakers 
um, we're not there yet uh, with uh, the ability to include every single stakeholder, every single company, part of the value chain um, and uh, have them onto our platform. But that's where we want to get to. We believe that receiving uh, royalties and money from um, a, 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 a film should should really be as easy as uh, getting paid for PayPal from your best friend who yeah sends over something. Um, so so this um, this this ease to really be remunerated for something that was that is owed to you it's really at the core of what we do and it's a it's a very crucial mission for us um, with access to money comes access to data we know so well uh, that right now the big tech companies are uh, massively mining data. Mm -hmm. They uh, know everything about uh, their customers, and um, unfortunately, there's 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 not um, a, a balance, uh, especially in the screen industries, with how uh, producers, directors, investors, uh, how independent production houses access information so creating a level playing field between all of the stakeholders for them to make the right decisions to be empowered to to know how they're spending their marketing budget to know their audience um, for us that is is incredibly important um, it is it is it is almost heartbreaking to see how you have a director or a producer who say, I have absolutely no idea how my film performs. I know that I won this award in Sundance or that um, I have, uh, I had a full room at South by Southwest, but um, I don't know how many viewers I had. I don't know what age they were. I don't, uh, I don't know if I spent my marketing budget correctly. It is, it is seriously heartbreaking because that's the type of data that I'm sure the viewers would be willing to give away. They would want to support their filmmakers. They, the, you know, their their preferred directors. Their, um, they would like to to basically share more of how they feel about that content. But uh, the process is broken in order for these two uh, ends of the spectrum to communicate. Mm -hmm. So we hope to create that. That's another thing about interviewing all my guests is that most of the time what I see is that you guys are driven by this very clear purpose, this mission. And I find it that it makes everything else so, uh, I would say easier because you, you know exactly what it is that you want to achieve. Absolutely. Uh, it is, it is, I, I would say that, for example, we, Rina and I, sometimes we, we get lost in the COO duties and uh, we do the everyday operations. And then um, we, we find ourselves talking with, with someone about the vision and we're perfectly aligned. We, we are literally two pieces of the same uh, pod because once it becomes clear why you're doing what you're doing every morning, you don't need a, um, to remind yourself <laughs> or to, to, to basically refresh your incentives. Um, and, um, and 
I would say there are a lot of important causes out there. Um, I'm absolutely fascinating, uh, fascinated then in our with so many entrepreneurs. Um, but to me, this is something that I've been always incredibly passionate about. Um, I was a sociologist before, so my BA was in sociology, um, and then I have done my MA in filmmaking. And uh, being able to learn tech and how to enable through tech um, an industry that I love so much to do things better. Um, for me, it's it's literally like uh, my it's a it's a way of living. It's it's what I live for, so to say. And we can only see in a pandemic how important this is. It was mm -hmm. it, it, that's what saves an entire world. I I know I know it's like we're not finding the the cure for cancer, but we you had eight billion people stuck in their houses in lockdowns almost all over the world and they depended so much on 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 music on content that they consumed either mm -hmm. on their tablets phones um uh, tvs and that's what made them still be <laughs> you know still 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 be okay with mm -hmm. mental health with ins inspiration with storytelling to escape their everyday reality of a lockdown and to immerse themselves in in storytelling and then in narrative um it was a it was a huge year of validation uh for for the screen industries um uh, and and yeah, it is only painful to see how governments are not acknowledging that. Mm -hmm. If you had one recommendation to give to entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs out there, what would it be? I I liked <laughs> the um, I liked the advice that I have received, which is to really to dream big because there will never I I haven't witnessed a startup a company that outgrew the vision of the founder. You always start with something huge and then you tailor to what you can achieve in the, <laughs> in the, given, uh, in the given time frame. But um, it, is, it is incredibly important to, to, have, to have ambitions and to not be told that you can't do this, you can't do that, and lower your expectations and your vision. Of course, you tailor it, but you don't lower it. You don't, you, you, you basically, you, yeah, it's moonshots. You really aim for the most that you can do. And then you see where you, where you get. Um, and, um, and another advice really is to, to find the right team members. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's especially to, especially as co-founders, you need your partner in crime. Um, they will be there. Sometimes it can sometimes be the uh, an investor who believes in you right from the beginning. So if they're not uh, co-founding teams, uh, you might find a founder and then an investor who really backs them up and will be at the other end of the line to pick up the phone when, when something goes bad or when there's a crossroad. Um, but a strong co-founder is, is half of the battle won. Mm-hmm. All right, last question. How can people contact you? <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me and uh, for, uh, for wanting to hear, uh, you know, the journey of Film Chain. We are at filmchain.co. So 
co.com. Um, I'm, I'm still on my old address. Uh, I'm on um, maria at bigcouch.co. Um, we try to spread the word as much as we can on Medium. So we write a lot of pieces of, of, of content and articles on Medium about our experience in film festivals or markets or how the market is changing, the landscape is changing, both entrepreneur, entrepreneurship and, um, and uh, film. So we are on Medium, I guess, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the usuals. And, um, and really, whoever has... Uh, like a, a, a vision of, of making this industry better or wants to join a team that is um, is working towards improving processes in the screen industries yeah we'd love to hear from them great well thank you very much maria for your time thank you so much laurent as well and um and yeah have a very fruitful autumn i <laughs> i i see a lot of buzz uh, happening at the end of the year after i guess a, a slower year so i hope it's going to be an amazing one for you yeah, me too. <laughs> and thank you all for listening. If you have any questions for my guest or for myself, or if, you thought, if you'd like to be a guest yourself, send an email to contact at laurentnotel.com or reach out on LinkedIn. See you next time. Bye-bye.